where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. Have you ever wondered how two people who are married can play beautiful music together? Well, tonight we're going to find out how, because we're going to talk with Rich Labuti and Melanie Kramer of Circe. Welcome to Laughter and Inspiration. I'm Connie Bramer. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm glad you could to join us for the show. Tonight, I'm so excited because I'm, in, I'm introducing to you the dynamic duo Circe, Melanie Kramer and Rich Labuti. Hello. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I am doing awesome. So I wanted to tell them how I know you. So yes. Melanie and Rich last year with a headliner for my event for my foundation, Get Your Rack Bags event, Rackapalooza. We had so much fun and you guys were yeah, so awesome. Yeah, it was a great time. And, you know, in fact, I am going to tell people that the intro to my podcast is written by you. It and, is. Yes. And honestly, the song has such a meaning to me. It's called Revolution. And it's got a little, little funky. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and it's got some sass, just like you. It's got major sass. And I play the flute, but not as well as Melanie. And Melanie <laughs> the flute on that. And you know what? I've never tried to figure out, like, how do you make it, like, so vibrato-ish when you do well, it? I'm playing with very improper technique. I actually had an amazing flutist. She's a music teacher and she asked me for a flute lesson. And I said, what are you talking about? You can play circles around me on the flute. And she said, but I can't do that thing that you do. Yeah. So it's of course inspired by Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull. And it's just like a, it's like a, a double tonguing technique where you kind of do this trill with your tongue while you're playing and it's kind of like rock and roll flute. So. Okay. Well, I have a confession to make. I still have my flute. I still have yeah. my piccolo. I sold my saxophone, but I tried to do it on my flute and I was like spitting <laughs> so, all over the place. Like, I'm like, here's the advice that I, well, here's the <laughs> advice that I gave to her. Everything that you learned about playing the flute and the proper way you're supposed to play the flute throw it out <laughs> throw it out the window and just do it wrong and you can do it like i do it so there you go my band conductor from college would be very upset yes if I did that. absolutely that's yes. right so i wanted to ask you like some burning questions that some of my friends who were at the event wanted to know okay, okay. you ready okay yeah so how did you guys meet okay how long ago was it and how did you decide to become Cersei? Well, it all started with the dinosaurs. 
And there was a meteorite. And, uh, well, I don't know. It, it was a, was, did well, you say it was a long time ago? No, I mean. <laughs> no, I'm asking how long ago was it? Yeah, so it's been 20 years. It's been 20 years. It's yeah. been 20 years. So we met each other in a basement studio in Latham, New York. In the Latham. And I tell and you that, that just sounds a little creepy. I met him in a basement studio. <laughs> it does. We, I answered in, well, I met this guy. I was at a Star Trek movie. And I met this guy who told me that he was looking for a singer for this cover band he was putting together. And would I be interested in auditioning? So I went to the audition, which was in this studio, and I met this guy who was playing the bass, and he had a Star Wars shirt on. And I thought, who is this fellow? Nailed it! (laughs) We started talking, and we became friends. And um, we, it was a disco cover band. We played a lot of disco. And we got bored very quickly with that band and left and started Cersei and started mm-hmm. writing songs together. Mm-hmm. So there well, you go. The thing that I can't fathom is, you know, I took music in college and I took a class where I had to write music and write the chords. And I was like, oh, my God, please shoot me. Like, I, it's hard. Yeah. So how, so how, like, what is your writing process? Like, cause, cause I have to tell you one quick story. I wake up every day with a song in my head. It's the weirdest thing. And then it's crazy. Cause I'll hear it on the radio or it'll be on my phone. You know, like one day it was like, I like big butts and I cannot lie. I'm like, where's that coming from? But usually, <laughs> usually it's love is a cannonball. And I'm like, damn her. Why is that in my head in the morning? And I've even, I've even messaged you and told you that it's in my head. You, yes. You sing it to me sometimes. I, do, I know phone, I do. Which I is, I, it makes my day. It makes my it? day. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yes. So, so how is your writing process? Like, do you, do you work on lyrics first? Like, how do you do uh, it? They're all a little bit different. I would say lyrics generally are one of the, one of the last things. You know, Cannibal, I remember very specifically how that started because I, I had, Melanie was out doing something and I just had some time and I had a bunch of ideas that I kind of like guitar chord progressions and riffs that I, I kind of wanted to record. And so I recorded like 10 things, just little nuggets of ideas. And there was like, nine of them that I really liked. And then there was this one other thing. Uh, and I, you know, I like a cat presenting a dead mouse to Melanie when she got home, I said, here's all these things I wrote. And go, I said, I really think you're gonna like this one. Are you gonna like this one? And so I she, get full veto power. Yes. Oh, that, listened, well, that's good. She yeah. listened to the first nine. She's like, yeah, because that one's okay. That one's okay. And I was like, you know, not happy with the response I was getting. So I said, well, I have this other thing. And it was just basically a riff. And it was, what's that? She's like, I love that. And I go, that's yeah. the one thing that I thought you weren't going to like. Uh, so then, you know, we, then we just started working on that. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it kind of just grew from, from that initial riff. So one of the big things that people ask me, especially after the Rack of Blues, and I have to say one of my friends who shall name remain nameless is like in love with you, Melanie he goes, I love her. Like, how does she sing like that and play the drums? And he goes, I can't even walk and chew gum. And I'm like, well, I already know that about you. So you're definitely <laughs> not going to drum and sing a song. So yeah. it's just incredible to watch you. Cause you're just, you're just so into it. I love it. So how, so how, like rich, here's my question. Cause you guys sound like a full band, like not two people. 
Yeah. So you are playing a couple of things at least, right? Like, what are you doing? Well, Melanie's doing most of it. No. <laughs> she is. Uh, I mean, she, uh, I'm playing all the guitar parts, obviously. Uh, and then uh, I have a th like basically a keyboard at my feet where I can play some of the bass parts. But really, I'm playing probably only about half of them. And Melanie is playing the other half of the bass parts with a little basically a keyboard she hits with a stick on her drum. Yeah, there's drum like kit. a little square thing that's on, mounted on my drum kit. And sometimes people are like, what do you have on there? Are you watching yeah. TV on that thing? <laughs> what is that? And it's, it's like a little um, keyboard that I have yeah. set up. Rich and I both play some piano. So it's, a, it's set up like a keyboard and I hit it with my drumstick and I'm playing bass parts with that. So Rich and I are trading off uh, bass parts. And then as you know, Connie, I throw in the occasional flute solo. Yes. Well, my brain is like... Because people can't figure it out. I mean, that must have taken, because you guys had a band before, right? With more people. Yeah. So when we started, we were a two-piece that played acoustic. And we okay. played like just acoustic guitar, you know, guy with the acoustic guitar, girls singing, playing the tambourine, you know, look more like what you expect. I am trying to imagine you just playing a tambourine. Like, yeah. So, yeah. But like more what you expect when you hear this is a duo, right? Yeah. And we were writing these songs that were more, you know, full on rock songs that needed a band. And so mm -hmm. we, we had two other people and Rich really would play the bass more than, and we had two other people that played either guitar or drums. And we went through, oh, this revolving door of guitarists and drummers. And we played with some really great people, but we could never find two people that were on the same nerdy, crazy page as us. Yeah. And so we decided let's just figure out how to play all the instruments ourselves and go back to being a two piece, but play it like a full band. And so that's what we did. It so. honestly it is really incredible. It Thanks. really Thanks. is. It is. Thanks. So, you know, Melanie, I don't know if you're okay talking about it, but Melanie <laughs> and I are also in this club of sorts because we're both breast cancer survivors. And I joke yes. with people in a way that like I was in a sorority. I, you know, I still am in a sorority and we used to dance on tables. Like I drank beer out of a boot in a bar. I don't even remember like who the guy was. It was like something like kick the boot or some ridiculous thing at this bar. And I drank freaking beer out of this guy's boot. But anyway. Delicious. <laughs> right? Yeah, yum. So now we're not in that, but like having cancer. Yeah. Specifically breast throws you into almost like a sorority of sorts where, you know, you're interwoven with each other based on like treatment and that same feeling that you go through and like the journey, like everybody's journey is different, but there's cohesion in it because we all share this kinship. So my question to you about that is how has that changed the facet of what you're doing with your band? Because I know that like, I mean, you and I talk about breast surgery and how it affects drumming. I mean, I, when I had my bilateral mastectomies, I had to learn to crawl my arm up a wall, both of them. Yes. You know, it's yes. a very, people think, you know, people who don't know, Mel, like don't know. Like they think you yes. just yeah. take them off. You're like, good to go. Got a no big rat. deal. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a very, very long process of constantly fixing things. You know, yes. and, and, and you and, and not I, just physically, but mentally, mentally, it's a long process. And it's something yeah. that greets you every day. Mm -hmm. And you have to try to wrap your head around how you're going to let it affect your day. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a lifelong journey, like you said, and yeah. it changes you and you, you try to just let it change you for the better. I, that's what I think too. 
I yeah. feel like when I look at myself, I don't, I know it's totally changed me for the better. I'm stronger. Like, I think we realize we're stronger than we ever knew we were, you know, that we could be. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you some more burning questions and yeah. I wrote them down because I don't want to like screw this up. <laughs> All right. I am a spaz. So everybody yeah. who knows me knows that. All right. In a good way. In a good way. In a fabulously good way. Okay. So if you could turn back time, mm -hmm. this is a question for both of you. And Rich, I'm really excited to hear your answer. So if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him or her? Hmm. You mentioned being 18 again. My son is 18. I look at him and I'm like, you, dude, you have no idea like how much time you have ahead of yourself. Oh, you, youth is wasted on the young for sure. It is, I would for sure. say for my 18-year-old self, I would say none of none of this matters like this thing that you're focusing on none of it yeah. matters when i was 18 i was i was a straight a student i was trying to get perfect grades i was trying to you know get into the right college i was i was very career driven i was very you know i mean i still am very hard on myself but i was much worse then and None of that little stuff at the end of the day, none of that matters. You have right. to be able to find a way to slow down and enjoy the moment. And I still exactly. work on that every day, but it, at least I get that now, whereas I didn't get that before. I never gave myself a break when I was a kid. You know, I always pushed myself, pushed myself, pushed myself, yep. and nitpicked, and none of that matters. Well, and I'm not going to interrupt you, Rich, because I'm going to start to talking it. But I wanted to speak to that because, like, when you have cancer, you're yeah. you're in the moment and dealing yeah. with it. And I remember, and I I get mad at myself because I fall into this trap all the time. Because before I had cancer, I'd be like, "Oh my God, where do I have to be?" I'm like, a t "I'm a total Type A person. It's Me really too. and it's a total adjustment to not be. I don't think I will yes. ever not be. It's it's my cross to bear. So <laughs> so." When I had cancer, I had to learn to like live in the moment, live in the day and be like, okay, I got to get through the day. I got to get through this chemo, you know, the, the four sessions or however many it was like, I have to get through these things and then you get better. And you, I remember like saying to myself my last week before my chemo was up, I can't wait to be better and just get out and like do everything I want to do. Did you feel like that too? Like, I just can't wait to get out and do stuff. And then I find myself going back to my type A-ness and then I get mad at myself. Yeah. Do you do that? Yes. I am definitely a perfectionist and I'm very hard on myself and yeah. I judge myself <laughs> harder than I judge other people. And mm -hmm. I constantly have to stop myself and say, okay, now if this was your friend and you were talking to your friend, how would you judge your friend? What would you tell your friend? And why you don't tell her you to chill the hell out? So right. why don't you tell these same <laughs> things to yourself? Right. You know, um, but when I was 18, I totally wasn't even at, at least now I'm aware that I'm doing it and I work yeah, on it. That's true. You know, but, <clears throat> but back then I didn't. And I, and I, you know, kind of burned myself out when I was 18. I was, I went to college. I was pre-law and I was going to go to law school wow. and yeah, and I sat for my LSATs, and in the middle of the test, I was like, I had an epiphany, and I said, I don't want to, I don't want to do this with my life. I just, this doesn't make me happy, and I want to be happy. And I just yeah. walked out of the test, and I never looked back. 
So well, if it, if it's any consolation, what you guys do now makes a lot of people happy. Thank I mean, you. just look around the crowd when you guys are playing. It's incredible. And you have such a following. People just, people follow you all over. You got, and I want to talk more about your tour, but I got to get to Rich's question. Rich's yeah. thing. So Rich, when you were 18, if you could tell your 18-year-old self, you would have said, in a few years, I'm going to meet the wonderful Melanie Kramer. And we're going to live happily ever after and play gigs all over the country. But no, really, what did, what, really, what did, what did you say? What would you say? It's interesting that you would pick 18 because I, that was kind of like a unique moment in my life. I feel like for the first 16 or 17 years of my life, I was, you know, maybe a typical boy and I was raging against the machine. I was like, you know, fuck the man. I'm going to do what I want. And I, you know, you can swear. Fuck it. You can swear. F yeah. the man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, I, I remember I, I used to uh, do yard work on the weekends for my uncle just, you know, to make some extra money. And uh, I, I never used to like to shave. And he said, what are you going to do someday if you have a, a job where you have to shave every day? And my answer was, I never want that job. I never want a job where, where I have to, you know, do that. So I felt like at the beginning of my life, I lived like that. And then I, uh, at 18, I went to RPI. I grew up in Rhode Island, but I, you know, I went to RPI. Oh. And then my worldview changed a little bit between like the ages of 18 and 25. And I I don't want to say I got brainwashed, but I was, it was, my life became more about like, oh, well, what, what degree is going to get me the best starting salary when I, when I graduate from college and just all that stuff. And music took a really huge backseat in my life in that time period. And then by the time I got frustrated with that, that regimented life in RBI and I went back to music, that's when I feel like I lived my life on my own terms and was happy. So I would tell my 18 year old self, don't go to college. Just, you know, learn, learn, learn on your Don't own. Don't tell you know? my kids that. Right now. I know. I'm still paying for it. And I, you know, I've made a living for the last 20 years playing music in a rock band. Like that was always my dream. If your dream is to be an engineer, then that's great. I you know, right. fully support that. I still love science and, and I was a very good student, but I feel like, you know, I, it just wasn't the right path for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't know how kids do it today because that, I mean, that not to go off on tangent, but that whole mechanism seems broken. Like when I was in high school, it was like, of course I'm going to college and I'm, right. I'm going to get a, this degree and get that. But it's like, you know, even before the whole pandemic thing, it was very, it seemed very an uphill battle for kids today to go get $80,000 in debt and then maybe not get a job. You know, it was, yeah. no, it was kind of I frightening. Listen, yeah. I've, I've got two kids right now and a three-year overlap of them in college. And my daughter's going for to become a nurse and my son's becoming a mechanical engineer. But still, you know, we're, they're going to have some debt because they have to have some yeah. skin in the game. Because like, oh, it, yeah. you know, I mean, back in the day, I went to Plattsburgh State. And again, I told you I drank out of a boot, right? So I was having fun. And my parents paid for my education and probably, I mean, I did okay. I did pretty well. But I think I would have done better. And been yeah. more yeah. into it if I had skin in the game, you yeah. know? So that was the decision that their father and I made. We're like, you kids have to have some skin in the game. So they're doing it. But, you know, the whole pandemic thing has changed how they do everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been crazy. They, so now, like, we don't even know what's happening in the fall. And, we, you know, my daughter plays soccer for her college. And we don't even know if they're going to be doing that. And I guess yeah. now they're going to be having class from the end of August through November. 
and then they're not, they're done and they're doing yeah, yeah, learning. Yeah. So it's just, it's a really weird, it's a weird time. So I wanted to ask you guys with that weird time, like what have you guys been doing? Because I know you can't do your gigs. You can't travel all over. I've watched a few of your, you know, your home gigs with acoustic. So what, what are you doing? I've, I've found a few things to do. <laughs> we've been, I mean, we've been doing regular live streams. <clears throat> we have a studio in our basement, much like that creepy studio that we met in, in, uh, That's right, yeah. in, in Latham. Yeah. Our, a creepy studio, basement studio seemed to be our destiny. Yeah we, yeah, we built one in our house when we first moved in here and we do a lot of our recording there. Um, so we have been doing live streams every Saturday night and we get a few thousand people to join us every, every time they watch our videos, which is kind of cool. And we feel connected that way. And, um, it's a creative outlet for us and it's a way to engage. I mean, for us, yeah, for us, the whole reason we play music is to connect with other people. And so it's a way for us to continue to be connected, even though we're not all in the yeah. same room and we get really wonderful messages from people and, so that's great. And we've written some new songs and I can't um, wait to hear them. Yeah, we're, we're, we're um, recording them and uh, we're, we're being creative. Our show coming up is um, a film noir themed show. So we're doing on Friday, this coming Friday for uh, this Saturday. 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 Yeah, we're doing okay. a, a mystery show and, um, you know, so we who try killed to Mr. Her. Smith and yes. the, the basement? So, it was no, a candlestick and Rich Labuti. Yes, we put on <laughs> skits. And so it's, you know, it's been a way for us to try to stay creative. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, a couple last things before we hang up. And I love hanging out with you guys. I'm really glad to see you. Likewise. <laughs> so one of the things that I do on my, on our Facebook page for speaking to the heart podcast network for the laughter and inspiration is I am always scouring, trying to find like really funny things to post. Cause I, and, and my daughter, these kids, they don't like come downstairs to say what is happening. <laughs> they FaceTime me and say, mom, what are you laughing about? Cause I'll be in at night, like laughing hysterically about the things. So here is a phrase I found and I want to get your reaction. Okay. Marry someone who has a different favorite cereal than you. So they won't eat all of yours. <laughs> so what's your favorite cereal? Do you guys eat cereal? <laughs> yes. Do you eat the same cereal? Uh, sometimes, but not usually. No. Okay. Uh, I'd say my favorite is cinnamon Kashi. <laughs> oh, so he's healthy. Yeah. Oh, he's really okay. For I breakfast wish... anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, am I going like, okay, first of all, I kind of don't like cereal. I hate cereal oh, okay. in the morning. I love cereal as a treat, as a snack. Oh, me, yeah, me too. Me too. But in the morning, I have a hard time eating cereal in the morning because I know that I have to eat something responsible. And... <laughs> Adult. So, so basically, your cinnamon kashi is totally fine. It's like you're yeah. no one so, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was to choose my actual favorite cereal um i think it would be frosted flakes Ooh. oh that's a good one but i don't actually ever buy that but that's my favorite cereal <laughs> well here's a funny cereal story for you for the week okay. so my son poured himself a bowl of lucky charms yeah goes in the fridge realizes there's like this much milk and says oh you know we need milk i'm like dude you're 18 you got a car you got five yeah. four dollars Hit it. Go get milk. Right. So he comes back. And when he came back, I had eaten all the marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the only good go, part, anyway. It goes, like, what is this? It goes, what do I, so, so I like, I took some out and gave it to the dog, put more mark. I mean, it was really hilarious. So <laughs> to kind of sum things up, you, you know, Mel, when I, you and I, you and I've talked about like what I say to some of the cancer patients that I write letters to. And I don't know if I said this to you when I wrote you a letter, but you know, I always tell patients that it's important to keep a gratitude journal. Like I did it when I was going through my cancer and it really helps put you in a positive mindset. So I would write down three things every night before I went to bed that I was grateful for. So like, for instance, one day that I had a horrible, horrible day, I wrote one, woke up, two, didn't puke all day, and three, had milk for the kid's cereal, which obviously I didn't have the other day. But <laughs> what would you guys say would be three things you're grateful for today? Three things I'm grateful for today. Yeah. Between the two of you, you guys can make it up together. I would, my first one would be, yeah, I'm thankful I mean, for Melanie. Yeah. Okay. I'm thankful, that that I, yeah. I'm thankful that I got to marry my best friend. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah, that's real. Not just because he's sitting here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm thankful that I'm healthy and alive. Absolutely. I, I would say the same thing. I mean, yeah. you know, they say, you know, if you have your health, you have everything. It's, that is totally I'm, true. Every day. I, mean, I, I, I personally did not have cancer, but I mean, you know, obviously, you know, Melanie did in that. That's an eye opener every day to how important your health is. Yeah. Just to your overall happiness. Absolutely. In life. So. Yeah, I had it twice. <laughs> yeah. So I know, really I know you are had to learn that lesson warrior. for some yeah. reason. Uh, I thought I learned it the first time, but uh, the universe <laughs> had other plans for me. Uh, and um, for me, the third one would be that I get to that my job is something that I love. I feel really I lucky and blessed that I have a job that I love. A lot and of people don't get that. No, that's, life. that's totally true. And you know, it's so funny Very because you, you think about like when I was in college and if I, cause I was into music and my parents were like, you need a backup plan. So what, <laughs> what's so great about you two is that your first plan has worked for you and it's blossomed into this beautiful thing, you know, that we all get to enjoy. So how can people find you? Uh, you can find us at Cersei.com. That's S-I-R-S-Y.com. And from there, there are links to our YouTube and our Facebook and our Instagram and Twitter and all those wonderful things. Or if you just stick your head out a window and yell, Cersei, we'll probably come. So We come. Yeah. Just send, send out the bat signal and we'll come running. You guys, thank you so much for being on, on Laughter and Inspiration. Thanks for having you us. guys Thanks for are us. so awesome. And you know what? Every, everybody else, we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. I, and I'm Bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye. I was going to say, and I'm grateful to have met you. And oh, you and I am grateful to have met you. I, I mean that. Best. So no, I you. am too. You are the best. I really appreciate it. Been there for us in some of our darkest hours, and we, we appreciate that. Thank you. Well, we love you guys. Likewise. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for hanging with me for this podcast. It was so much fun, and Cersei's just awesome. I love them. So if you want to know more about me, Cersei, or this particular episode, please check out our interactive show notes on speakingtotheheart.org. Remember, it's important to always leave people better for having known you. I'll catch you next time.
Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get uniquely yours ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. Keep the devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with Xfinity XFi. If it's connected, it's protected. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. And now you can get advanced security for free when you get the XFi gateway. That's a $72 value per year. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply.